0: Get it sorted Yes, people, it is part two of this Wednesday's Chin Check And right now we're going to be looking at UFC and Submission Underground Both, oh man, both phenomenal events So let's start to talk about people Hope you're ready, sit back, let's go Saturday night, it was UFC time, right? And um hey, we had a lot of good fights to look forward to. Unfortunately, on the day we lost another one. We lost another one. I mean, it, it had been a card played with situations. You know what I mean? Philip Linz he had to drop out. Sarah Alpa, she um, she had a couple of opponents drop out on her which forced her eventually off the card. You know, we know that um Ruland Paviev, he had to, you know, pull out. Got replaced on a day's notice. Dennis Bondar dropped off the card, then now Wolf you know what I mean it, it was it was a little crazy, you know Askar Mozarov he had to drop and then on the day we lost Yancy Madeira's Demir hadrovich, which hey that looked like it was gonna be fun. Whew. but we had twelve fights. we still had twelve fights people and yo, these were good you know it it was funny so out of the twelve fights right, we had, we ended up having four stoppages, two submissions and two TKOs, it's not too bad, right, it's not too bad, but then on top of all of that, right, when you take those last eight fights, I would say that two of those performances were very dominant, right, well, actually, i I'd say three, were kind of dominant wins. We then saw, um, like four completely rejuvenated performances, which was pretty outstanding. You know what I mean? So yeah, then it just leaves us with two just decisions, which weren't rubbish fights. You know, so it was a fun. Night, people It was definitely a fun night And we're gonna take a look at everything that went down, alright? There were two pretty close-ish type of fights on the card And I'd say they were pretty close-ish You know, one fight definitely won No split decisions with these two But... You know, I mean, you, you wouldn't look at the loser and say, oh, you were blown away. You were blown away. So, that all starts, people, with um, our, it was the third fight on the card. Right? It was a featherweight bout between debuting Shaleon Ndambique and Joshua Kalubo. And I would say with this one, right, so, you know, three rounds, saw them all, but I think it came down to um, possibly Kalubo just doing a bit more, I think he just had a a bit more output when all was said and done, there's, uh, you know, Niren Dubek, he did didn't have a bad performance right like uh kalubo he was really working to get those takedowns and it look he started off he got he got one early on right but he couldn't hold um new back he couldn't hold him down right he, he he was back on his feet every time and he stuck to to Calubra, he stuck to him and got his own big takedown, which he couldn't hold himself, you know, so it was pretty back and forth, Nuremberg did land like some nice rights in that first round. So, you know, I'd say it's close, but Kalubra, he was chopping the legs throughout that first round. However close it was, Kalubra was attacking the legs. You know, so we then get in um, past that point, and I don't know if Narumbek necessarily slowed right, I don't know if he necessarily slowed due to the gas tank, but he was he was very deliberate in the fight, you could tell he was looking for those shots, you know, but in doing that, it did make him a little hesitant to throw, and maybe hesitant isn't the word, right, because I don't know if it was hesitancy, but I think he was picking the shot He was looking for the perfect shot all the time And here's the thing There's not always a perfect shot Right? It's not always there So, uh, yeah I, I think that possibly hurt him You know? But, hey These things happen You know what I mean? These things happen And it allowed Kalubra. To um push, continue to chop at the legs, and eventually get that win. You know, so yeah, it was a good win for kalubra You know, so uh, yeah, it puts him back on a winning record because you know he had the loss to Jalen Turner and then the draw with Charles Jordan. So um, yeah, definitely a good look. For Calubra. So we then had a bantamweight clash between a Ricardo Ramos and a Billy Aljo. Right? Which was hey, this was a fun fight. Definitely a fun fight. But I think the the big thing with this one was I think Alujo just was never settled right, he just never seemed settled, it opened, um, no, actually, it didn't open up the main card, it was a second fight on the main card, and um, now Ramos was really good, Ramos was really good in the fight, but Alejo was always there, he was always in the fight, I, you know, when you look at it, right, the thing that hurts Alejo in this fight is, is the fact that he was taken down so much Now he got back up every time You know, which definitely you think Hey, that's great, right? That's great And if your opponent hasn't been working on that cardio Hey, a lot of attrition <laughs> You're gonna end up in a very good position Later on in the fight But Ramos had been working on that cardio So he was still in the fight at the end. And it it just doesn't look great to the judges. The judges are looking at someone who is repeatedly being taken down. Repeatedly being taken down. Also, I think Alujo, you know, he's very unorthodox with the style. You know, he's throwing shots from the waist. So you never know. Right when anything is coming at you. But I, I I think one of the things with that style, and especially tonight, because I wouldn't say we we've necessarily noticed this in other fights, but because you know he he is being unorthodox, he is, you know, throwing those odd shots from those odd angles, his base was never really set, so there was never anything too much behind the shots And he was putting himself off balance a lot, which then allowed Ramos to take him down You know, so it was that double-edged sword, really, for Alego Which, um, yeah, just didn't work for him, you know, I, I think... If he can stop the takedowns, right? If he can stop those, it will definitely be better for him. Because, yes, he wasn't outclassed in the fight. He was there, you know? And and he wasn't, like, gassed at the end or anything like that. It's just when you've been taken down multiple times, it is very difficult. For you to walk away with the win You know And when you're missing a lot You know, it's just hard For you to walk away with the win But I, you know, I think He will take a lot away from that fight And it's not to take anything away from Ramos Because he was able to get those takedowns You know, he is probably going to be working on Once I get a motherfucker down I need to hold him here Right. So how do I keep Someone down Who doesn't want to be on the ground You know So I I, I think both will take Away from it The difference is Ricardo Ramos He walked away with the win You know and the full purse So uh, yeah You know Aljo You could see his frustration Right but Hey, not the end of the world Let's see how he comes back Because what's the expression Um Actually I I, I don't even know I don't know what the fucking You know it's like oh, It's not about the fight It's what you do after the fight fu- You know that stupid up. Yeah fuck it Ugh it's only words It's only motherfucking words But um yes Those were our um Those were our decisions Now, as I said, look, there were a couple of dominant um, performances So let's get into that With those dominating performances, people It all started with that first fight on the card Between Rafael Alvarez and Demir Ismaglov so, this was a lightweight bout, and Alvarez, you know, after his weight issues, he decided to move up to lightweight, and, you know what I mean, gotta say, he made the weight, right, made the weight, I think he came in slightly under, you know what I mean, so, you could see, he was definitely focused for that, he came in dancing, and he looked good, Look good. And he was moving well. It's definitely moving well. Problem was, he came in against Demir Ismagov. Right? Not an easy proposition right there. Even if this was your first fight in a new division. You know? Having to go against Ismagov, who is just on an insane run... You know, came into the fight 17 win streak Right He was 22 and 1 I mean if that's not a little daunting I don't know what is You know what I'm saying And For whatever Alvarez was gonna do In this one Ismagulov was Just Man just that touch above Right, just that touch above Here's Alvarez. He, he bum rushed Ismagulov out the gate, gets him to the ground, gets him to the ground, tries to you know grab a guillotine from the jump. But Ibn kept calm, pops his head out, and then was just now listen. There's these positions where people are on top And they're punching to the body Right, they're punches to the body Now, they're not gonna You know They're not tickles But they're You know, they're not damaging you The shots we saw Ismagulov land to the body Were like Hammers You're just like, god Damn that cannot be good. You know what I mean. That cannot be good for your insides. So he's landing all of this ground and pound. Right, gets up, kicks, kicks Alvarez a few times, then jumps back in and hits some more ground and pound, just like jeez. All right. So second round, Ismagulov. He was um, he was doing a very good job with the uppercut. Man, the uppercut was a good shot for him this fight. You know, Alvarez, he he was trying. Like, it's not like Alvarez sat around, you know, just, okay, I guess I'm going to lose this. No, he was throwing leg kicks. You know, he was pushing. When he got taken down, he was doing his best to get back up. And on a few occasions, he did get back up right away. The problem was, Ima he just never lost focus, never lost focus, always was in that fight, just looking for new ways to punish Alvarez, and when he had those opportunities, he did turn it on, you know, second round ended with, uh, you know, Ismaulov dropping ground and pound, and then in the third, right, Alvarez did a better job staying up on his feet. But Ismagurov was just yeah, just that touch of you know, just that touch above. Just that touch above and he walks away 23 and 1. Another win. And you gotta think we wanna see him with um, you know, a higher calibre of opponent. Right now, it's not to say that he's going to be, you know, in a title fight in the next couple. But I, I do believe that we can, you know, look to see him in, um, yeah, some, some tougher fights. You know, we want to see him in with maybe the number 15th fighter. You know, see what happens with that one because it's looking good, man. He is looking good. So the next fight, right? It, I mean, it's not just a straightforward fight to throw in in this category. Because it wasn't a straight up dominant performance. But it ended. Ooh, the third round was just straight dominance. right? And I'm talking about the fight that opened up the main card. Jack Hermanson, the Edmund Shabazian Uh, Definitely an interesting middleweight clout So this started off with Shabazian doing very well in the first round You know, he was landing some good shots Right, his jab, his jab was working pretty well You know, throwing kicks Hermanson, um, Hermanson was uh, landing some good leg kicks But I I think it would be fair to say that Shabazzian had the better of the first round. So, come to the second. And I think you could see that, you know, hermanton was like, oh, I feel I need to take this down. So, he's really fighting for a takedown out the gate. Shabazzian does a decent job of defending, utilising those... You know, Travis bound elbows as it were, but Hermanton eventually gets the takedown. Now, Shabazzian eventually escapes, gets back up, landing those elbows. He did then go for a guillotine, and I don't know if the guillotine was really there. It was really time for that. And who knows, maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe at this point Shabazian was feeling a little bit tired. Like, all right, let me try and get this done. Let me try and get this out of the way. Right? So maybe that was a thing, but Hermanson he pops his head out, he's on top, and he's landing some good shots. Shabazian, from looking like he couldn't do anything, he manages to reverse. Get on top and end around dropping ground and pound. So it was, it was the closest round, but you might, you know, you'd probably give it to Hermanson. But it was a nice reversal at the end from Shabazian. But but the thing was that third round, oof, Hermanson just really turned it on you know, so Shabazzian, you know, he started with a nice jab and an uppercut, but Hermanson shoots, gets the takedown, shoots, gets that takedown, and then just drops elbows, elbows and ground and pound, Shabazzian couldn't get up, he was caught in a crucifix at one point, luckily he was able to escape, but he, he had no answers, had no answers at all, and I, listen, the the thing with ground, ground is tricky, it's one of those things that if you don't practice enough, you know Uh, a few practices, they're just not going to cut it, right, it's not one of those things where, with your stand-up, right, if you get to a certain level, you could probably hit the bag a few times, but concentrate on other areas, with the ground, unless you are a very well respected black belt, you know, what I mean? or just a phenom, you need to be hitting that shit on the wreck. You really do. Because it is so difficult. You have to factor in things like being tired, you know, your opponent. If your opponent is the same belt as you, or maybe a belt above, right, or he's just practicing all the time, right, they're gonna have the edge, so you need to keep sharp, and Shabazzian, it wasn't like he was trying stuff to get up, he, he just had no real response, no real response, and ain't that is where it gets a little bit worrying When you see situations and fighters Just don't seem to know The fundamental things to get back to their feet Right? That's when you kind of be like what's... Oh, what's that's not good That's not good Now, as I said, look he, he got out of being in crucifix And certain positions like that So You know, it's it's not like he gave up But, yeah, he he needs to do work on that Because the third round was straight up dominance for Hermanson You know Um, And on the feet, look, on the feet we could see Shabazian He was pretty good He was probably winning the fight on the feet But the takedowns, he gave up the takedowns way too easy and then just there's no no clue of getting up. And it was funny because, as I said, look, at the end of the second, he pulled a nice reversal. Now you can only go to that same move once because you know, your opponent knows what you did. So they're going to see you, you know, trying again. But we saw him pull that. So you kind of figured, all right, he, he's not out of the water On the ground But yeah that third round It wasn't a good look for Shabazian. Now I wouldn't say he's done Definitely not done Just needs to do some work on that ground game You know Just needs to do some work on that And boy I think you would put him in the same category As Kevin Holland Very good on the feet just needs to work on that ground, right, and once that ground is to a certain level, whoa, it's going to be dangerous, you know what I mean, going to be dangerous, but Manson, definitely a win that he he needed, definitely a win that he needed, and he's, uh, yeah, back on the right track, you know, not, not a title shot anytime soon, but, It allows him to get those fights. That can lead him back to that point. So. We will see where this. Goes from here. There were four fighters. On this card. That completely. Completely. Blew their last performances. Out of the water. You know they looked Rejuvenated, they during you know, they they made that last performance look like, like it was fucking I don't know a different fighter, you know from, being at a point where you thought it might be it for someone, to turn things around, and look that sharp that sensational. It is, oh man, it is so impressive, and listen, I will say, look, two of these fighters, you know what I mean, one had had a debut that didn't go well, and the other, the other had missed weight, like, j- they won their fight, the previous one, but they'd missed weight, and, you know, it was a kind of scrappy, but tonight, yo. All of these cats were sensational. And I am talking about, right? Court McGee. You know, Court McGee that was coming off that loss to Carlos Condon, where he he looked tired. Right? And we don't see Court McGee tired. He looked kind of sluggish. You yeah, know, I mean, he just looked. He looked like all of those wars had caught up with him. You had um, Ben Rothwell against Marcin Tarbora, and again, he he looked like he had drastically slowed. I think he came in a bit heavier than he normally fights, uh, and yeah, he just looked sluggish. He didn't look like the Ben Rothwell we always see, because Ben Rothwell, although being a big dude, very motherfucking agile, right, he's very deceptive, but against Tabora, didn't look great, right, and you had, uh, you know, Norma Dumont, who, yeah, she, you know, last fight was a bantamweight, she'd missed, missed the, the target, and she won, but yeah, a bit sluggish, not not the best performance in the world, and Jared Vanderera, right? Looked good on the contender series. Came back, got that win, called out Sergei Spivak, which ball a move. Hey, right? ball a move. You know, you gotta respect it. But Spivak kinda blew him away. Kinda blew him away. And you just thought, ooh. Does he? I mean, is he ready for the UFC? Is he? And it's not to say, right, that you can't lose your, you know, I mean your first fight. We've seen a lot of people lose that debut and then come back and have incredible careers. But in that performance, he just looked very lost. Looked very lost. So to have all of these fighters really just put on these performances, it was something else, like, McGee was just a step ahead of Silver at every turn, I mean, he was sharp, he had very good movement, he, he had a great performance, you know, Rothwell, it's a dangerous fight against Chris Barnett, you know, it's a dangerous fight, but, he looked very good, looked very good, was landing well, you know, got that choke at the end, you're just like, okay, good job, Rothwell, you know I mean that? you surprised me, I thought you were done, but you clearly, clearly or not, the fire was there, the fire was there, and Dumont, I think that's the best we've ever seen Norma Dumont You know what I mean Because it's Felicia Spencer Right And Spencer is good You know she Had a very valiant Performance Against um, Cyborg And then against uh, Nunes Right I think mean, she lost both fights But She's stuck in there, she ate those big shots. I right, But in the fight against Dumont, there were moments and you thought, oh fuck, could Dumont stop Spencer? She landed shots that made Spencer just stop in her tracks. You know, what I mean? it was just like, whoa, okay. You know, what I mean? she, she just poured it on, right? Didn't Get too crazy, right? Kept it at distance when she could, landing some very good shots, you know, got takedowns. We just saw some very good um, work from Dumont, who was putting together those combinations, right? It was the combinations, that third shot, that third punch that was really punishing Spencer, and just didn't allow Felicia to, to get started, really, you know, just didn't allow her to get started, right, Spencer, I mean, she did throw some good shots, right, she's got some good kicks, but, yeah, Dumont, she, she was just that much bit better, right, just that much bit better, so, I, I, I do feel that these fighters, gotta take your hat off to them all, because, yeah, they deserve it, man, they really did, and Vanderara, right, Justin Taffer, he hits hard, you know I mean, he hits hard, but Vanderara? He was very composed in this one. Very composed. Was using his reach. Which was so smart. So smart. You you thought that he might get uh sucked into a war. For he might get sucked into a war, but didn't. Didn't let that happen. You know? He he was using and his knees well, slanting those. Great jabs, you know, body kicks. It was very impressive. Very impressive work from the uh the very tall you know what I mean? The the very tall uh South African American fighter, and so yeah It's a you know Taffer punches hard, landed some big shots but I think what it was, Van Der had been able to, you know, by landing those body kicks and the leg kicks, right? So your leg kicks are taking away the base. Body kicks, they're just taking the air out of your body, All right? So the time you get into those later rounds and then Taffer's trying to throw those big shots, now they're still, you still don't want to take them. You <laughs> you still don't want to take them, that's for sure. But it's harder to generate that same power when your legs are fucked, right? When you're sucking in air and your motherfucking torso is bruised to fuck, right? So it was a good game, good game plan from Vanderara, right? Very, very impressed with those performances And um, it's going to be interesting to see who they go next One thing I thought was interesting was the fact that Numa You know, she's very eager to get back to the bantamweight division I, I do get it, I do understand Because there aren't a load of fights at featherweight for women, right? The, the, the division is very thin, so, you know, yes, Bantamweight has got fights. Has got fights. But I, I kind of thought she looks so good at featherweight. Dumont looks so good at featherweight. I think I would have just grabbed that mic and said, Dana, bring me Kayla Harrison. Bring me the best featherweights that aren't in the UFC. Because I'm going to walk through them And show you I deserve Amanda Nunes You know what I mean? That's what I would have liked to have seen her say I mean obviously it would have been through a translator But uh Yeah (laughs) But it didn't happen Doesn't matter But I'm still intrigued to see how She might drop down to Bantamweight And how she will do But, um, yeah, it's all about those next fights, and there are some good fights on the cards for all of these dudes, you know? So, uh, yeah, let's see what happens, right? So, there were two stoppages, well, two submissions on the night, one being Ben Rothwell's front choke on Chris Barnett, but the second came in our second fight on the card, right? Mm. Now it was a flyweight clash and it was Gian Camilio Arondarez who on a day's notice came in and saved this fight. So I think so much props have to go to this dude. Right? Was unbeaten coming in but four pro fights. <laughs> I mean, four pro fights, and he signed on to fight the motherfucking undertaker, David Dvrak, which, damn, there are people with, you know, three times the amount of fights, four times the amount of fights, who do not want that fight, so props to uh, Ronda Rousey and he definitely came ready to fight. He came out. Came out, you know what I mean? He, there was no half steps, no half measures from Ronda Ayrez. So hey, that that that's that's respect right there, people. But you know what I mean? It is Duvarak who is just man, he's something, right? He is something. And yeah, he continued that tonight Continued it, right? So, um, he catches a kick from Ronduras Straight out the gate And lands a nice hook Lands a very nice hook Ronduras, he, he was moving around A load of big movements, right? But there wasn't an end result on that movement, I think that was the big thing here. It was um, Duvrak that de... <sighs> just continued to land the right hand, right. Continue to hit that right was countering very well. You know, so oh, he he was just on point tonight, right? roronda's came in. Tuvok hit him. Hit him with a a stiff shot. Right takes Ronduras back. Froze, frozen arm underneath that chin, and it's that rear naked. Rondorus could not escape. It was all over. It was all over. In under. I mean, just over two minutes, I'd, I'd say, of that round. You know, very good at performance. Very good performance. You could see Ronduras was just frustrated, but... I, I mean, it's not like he was making a load of crazy mistakes. It was just that motherfucking Undertaker was just sharp as fuck. Sharp as fuck, and a very nice... Rear naked submission. So, yeah, two submissions also had two TKOs, people. Two TKOs, and both, oh, both were very goddamn impressive. So, the first it was in the flyweight bout between Victor Rodriguez and Bruno Silva, and this one came fast. It came so damn fast, people. You know what I mean? It was a fast first round, right? It was fast and hard, man. Both of these motherfuckers went at it. Frenzied. Frenzied shit, right? Silver, he lands a big right, knee to the body. Rodriguez, he's circling, right? Circling around, trying to avoid that big shot, looking for that opening. Um, he was he, you know, trying to feint, but Silver hits him with a big right and just takes his soul. It was, oh, god damn. It's crazy. And the, the, the I think the crazy thing is, just remember a few years back, a few years back, and the flyweight division nearly got shut down. Nearly got shut down, right? Because the big complaint, fights, no finishes. No finishes. You know, and, and even when Demetrius... You know, he he got some good finishes towards the end of his time in the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, But, the Ultimate Fighter, the UFC. (laughs) But, you know, there weren't many people in that division shutting fights off. But all of a sudden, we are seeing these motherfucking flyweights flatline each other. Right, we are seeing so many finishes in that division, it's impressive as hell. Right, and it's crazy, it's crazy to think, only a few years back, this division was nearly done. It's nearly done. Right, so yeah, crazy. Now, the other finish on this card, it was a division down. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it was the ladies strawweight bout Between Jan Janan And Carla Esparza So this was our co-main event it was our co-main event And the fault was Whoever wins Could get themselves a crack at the champ Could get themselves a crack at the champ If We don't see a straight-up rematch between Rose and Wiley. You know, so that was a thing. Now, when you looked at this fight, right? Jeanne, she's got that, the reach. You know, she's got a good jab. So, you kind of figured she was going to sit behind that jab and punish Esparza. Right? So... You didn't expect her to come out the gate and just run at Esparza. Didn't see that. Did not see that coming. You're just like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> like, what, what is she doing? What is she doing? But she just runs at Espasa, And is <laughs> just like, oh, shit, you want me to take you down? Took her down. Took her straight down And, you know, Janan was trying to get up But, listen, we all know Esparza's wrestling is on point And she just took her down and down and down And then she just gets to a point where she's able to get into side control And just control the fight control the fight. It was so impressive. Now as you're not you know she landed some you know a couple of very good elbows from the bottom, right? But she's not standing up and a sparza poof it was ground and pound city man. She was just doing her thing. You know, attacked with a Kamora for a little bit couldn't get it and then just continue to drop elbows. So you're thinking okay, second round. Janan knows, right? She knows. All right. It's not about running as fast as I can as far as that not a good move. Not a good move. All right. So you're like okay, I'm glad you learned. All right, but um yeah, not really. Now she did utilize the jab a little bit. She threw a body kick, but Asparza catches that kick, gets a takedown, gets a takedown, and then just continues, continues to work Janan, Gets into a crucifix position, and she's dropping elbows, hammer fists, and just working Janon over. Until the referee stops the fight And you're like What the fuck did we just say? Oh my god Right, and I wouldn't say Right, this is the thing I wouldn't say this was a rejuvenated performance from Esparza Because we have seen Esparza do this Time and time again in the last few fights But I don't know if we've seen it work As perfectly as it did tonight I think that's the main thing right there Because Oh my days It just all came together All came together She looked so damn good You know what I mean? So damn good And that makes it Five wins in Back to back, five wins back to back. And when she called out Rose, you're a bit like, you know what? Hey, technically, it's hard to say no, right? She's definitely earned that case. Now, there are kind of thoughts that a rematch between Wiley kind of makes some sense. But, yeah, if that doesn't happen, then I think Esparza, she got herself a rematch. And, I didn't say a rematch, she won the first time, remember? So, I imagine Rose would not mind, you know, getting back in this one, right? Trying to get that win back. But, hey, here's the thing. It's not a foregone conclusion that Rose wins the fight. Because, as I said, we have seen... A Carla Esparza, who kind of reinvented her approach, right? Worked on some of her shit, worked on it, and has just come back looking sensational. Looking sensational, people. So, yeah, hats off to Carla Esparza, because she really did put in work tonight people, she really did, and then we had our main event, and then we had our main event people, whoo, Cody Garbrandt, the former champion, former champion, someone that was looking so dominant, someone has got dynamite in his hands, You know, going up against a Rob Font who, man, just kind of just put it all together, right? Kind of put it all together and has put together some very good wins. Very good wins coming in off of the stoppage of Marlon Marais, right? So, with this fight, you're thinking... A win definitely puts someone in some good trajectory towards a title shot. Like, Cody was thinking a win gets him a title shot. Uh, I mean, I never really saw that, right? I never really saw that. But I, I think it gets you definitely closer. Definitely within that situation, that conversation. But, you know, the title picture at Bantamweight is a little bit all over the place at the moment. Right? But, you know, there's a lot, a lot resting on this fight. And, yo, to say it, to say, you know what I mean, it it was a dominant performance. I mean, I don't think you'd be wrong. Right, I don't think you'd be wrong. Now, in that first round, it was close. The first round was close, but the thing with the first round, right? So, Cody was able to get numerous takedowns on Font. was able to get numerous takedowns, but Font was able to get up. Right? He didn't stay on the ground. He just got up. Just got up over and over again. Right. And I think that could have been an issue. I think all of those takedowns in that first round could have been an issue. You know? Because Cody started to get tired. As the fight went on, Cody started to get tired. And, you know what I mean? I, I think there's, he'd landed. The most takedowns he'd ever done in a fight, right? And I don't think that's always necessarily a good thing for a fighter. Because when they're hitting more takedowns than they normally would, right? It's like, alright, but are you ready for this? Is your gas tank ready for this? Because it's not just... Easy takedowns, right? You gotta fight for those takedowns. It's also then taking someone down and then them getting right back up. Right. So that's that's just that's stress right there. There's a lot in that shit. You know what I mean? And I think that could have been that could have been huge. Right? So we see him get a takedown in the second, but then Font is like, you know what, yeah, let me try a thing, and he was stuffing the takedowns, I think Garbrandt got one, got one, and Font was able to reverse it with using a Kimura, which was very nice, right, very nice, and then from there onwards, we just saw Font really do his thing. Really do his thing, work that jab You know, the the shot selection The way you put everything together Was slick Was real slick Now here's the other thing Front hurt Garbrandt in that first round Hurt him with a right hand You know, so you've got that as well Because getting hurt That can suck the energy out of you you know what I mean? It, it, it's not a fun thing. <laughs> it's not a fun thing, people. So you had that, and Font hurt Garbrandt again later on in the fight. Right, he was just landing some very good shots. The uppercut was a nice one for him. You know, he just did all of that, and it was just impressive. It was he was slick. Here's the crazy thing though, right, Garbrandt, you know, wasn't his night, wasn't his night, but he showed some tremendous head movement, oh my days, without the head movement that Garbrandt showed in this one, he was gonna get fucked up, because Font was throwing some hot fire at him, but yeah, Garbrandt, Sensational movement, right? Some great movement, some great footwork. You know, what I mean? so you could see Garbrandt has got the skills, has got the skills, and when Font took him down, as soon as his ass hit that canvas, Garbrandt was boom springing back up, right? Springing back up, something that yo, I that just shows. That just shows, right? There's a lot of fighters that get taken down and um they're kind of like, oh, okay, this is the position I'm in. But Garbrandt showed you, showed you what to do. You know, what I mean? you you have to start moving as soon as your ass touches. Don't just sit, don't sit and think, okay, well, I'm... no, no, no. Straight away. You're using the momentum to spring back and that's what he did, and he looked, man, he looked good, right, but it, it's, I don't know what it was, he, he was a step behind, now, it was mentioned on the broadcast that, now, I think it was Brendan Fitzgerald, you know what I mean, the fact that Garbrandt had got COVID bad, he definitely had got it bad, and he was having respiratory issues, balance issues, there was a lot going on, now, Listen, we we saw Kamzat have to withdraw from fights because of, you know, COVID. There was someone else that recently had to withdraw because of COVID um, and not fully recovering. Can't remember who the fuck it was. And that's irritating. (laughs) But look, what I'm saying is we've seen it definitely fuck some fighters up, right? And maybe... Some of this was that But I mean, you gotta give props to Rob Font. You know, you gotta give straight props to Rob Font, right? I, I I think the game plan that he implemented and the work that he did in this fight, yo that That's where this was different, right? That's where um This was a sensational performance. This was a performance that lets that division know that Rob Font ain't here to fuck around. Rob Font is ready. I think that, you know, because, you know, we've got Sterling Yan. Who, are, uh, they're going to be rematching, right They're going to be rematching Sterling, you know, he's just recuperating from his surgery I think he said he's going to be back in September, right So, that that's the fight that needs to happen And September isn't too bad Because technically, the winner should be able to get one more fight in Unless they get really fucking hurt, right But that would put someone on the shelf Waiting for a while So, um, you know, there's there's different things So I think Font fights the winner of um, I don't know, I was going to say he fights the winner of Sanhagen Dillashaw But even with that, you kind of think if Sanhagen wins That's a shot, he's straight up got a shot Right? Straight up got a shot for the belt so to to be like oh you gotta fight one more would be a bit rude he <laughs> would be a bit rude but if <coughs> oh days if he wants it you would give him the winner of we would give him Rob fun right or hmm I don't know maybe you give fun um the winner of Munez. Um, Jose Aldo, although both are coming off a loss, so it doesn't really do anything for Font, but it, it depends how busy Font wants to be, maybe, right, he fights Jan, maybe he fights Jan, right, if Jan doesn't want to sit around and wait, maybe they just do that, which, definitely interesting, right, And if This is the thing If Jan is as good as he wants to tell everyone He's always telling people he's going to smash him So if you were Jan You'd be like yeah fuck it I'll take the fight I'll smash him And then once Sterling's back I'll smash him Right if you were that confident in yourselves That's what you would do But I don't know (laughs) I I, I doubt That's going to happen But you know imagine if Font Takes that fight, beats Yan Then Font, yeah, Font for the title You know what I mean? But, uh, I don't know There's definitely things that could happen in the division We will just have to wait and see But, great fights people Very good fights And, you know, there's definitely a few people Contending for those bonuses But, uh, they go to Right? Um Bruno Silva, he gets a performance of the night through stoppage of a Victor Rodriguez. Carla Esparza gets one for a stoppage of Ian Shannon. And the fight of the night. Justin Tafa the Jared Andareira. Which yeah. I mean it was a bit of a bloodbath. It was back and forth. It was crazy. So can't deny any of those You know what I mean They're all very good performances Right I did think that Davak had a very good performance You know what I mean He could have got a little something sight- Right Rothwell again Very good performance Right And um, Yeah the main event Font Very good performance But Listen I'm sure they're going to get taken care of You know what I mean But uh, Yeah We go dark for the next weekend. So, I think the 5th of January is the next one. I think that's the next card. 5th or the 6th, whichever is the Saturday. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to that one, people. Looking forward to that. If I've said it once, people, I will say it again. It's not a great Sunday unless you got some submission underground to tie it all off, right? And we'd already had a fun-ass weekend with fights, you know what I mean? Invicta and in LFA on Friday, UFC on Saturday, and we get grappling on Sunday? God damn it! This is good, right? It is definitely good So it's Submission Underground 23 Great card All headed up By the absolute championship fight Between Carl Chambers and Mason Fowler The current dominant champion So it all starts off With Matt Cox against Aaron Teagues. And yo, definitely a fun fight. Cox not messing around. Comes out, gets a very good takedown from the clinch. Right? Now, they're um it's all about position. So there's a lot of hand fighting, trying to get the the, the dominant um the dominant hold here, but Teague was able to pull off a reversal Get himself on top And you know what I mean Then it's his time to try and fight for that position He's able to get mount And from there From there Aaron Teague does his thing Steps across and pow Hits Cox with an armbar. Now Cox he definitely tried to fight it, but pff, once her arm is extended, it's kinda all she wrote, you know what I mean? So yeah, a nice win. Nice win from Aaron Teague. Next up we have a oh, Willie Ud Willie Alderfire. And Charlie Gilpin, right. So um, yeah. In regular time with this one, you could see right all the fire. Um, yeah. You know I mean, like I, I think he tried to get a little aggressive, but to be honest, neither of them want bottom position. <laughs> you know what I mean. Neither want to be on bottom. Um and it's so, like, you know, it's on the feet, which is interesting, I just wish there was more than five bloody minutes, you know what I mean, so at the very end of regular time, all the fire goes down, and Gilpin manages to take his back, but Boom, then we get the buzzer, (laughs) then we get the buzzer, and it's all about that overtime, people, all about the overtime So, we get all three innings, you know, it starts off, um, all the fire, he takes Gilpin's back, but Gilpin, super slick with the escape, gets out real quick so um now Gilpin takes all the fires back and um yeah all the fire he tries to roll tries to roll to escape but Gilpin is able to block it and he's able to rack up a nice little um ride time nice little ride time uh Gilpin does go for the armbar but is a little bit sloppy and um order fire is able to escape but after that it's a little rinse and repeat you know um although although i will say order fire does try with a spider web does try for a spider web but yet yeah, no dice <laughs> because gilpin he just brings the legs across and he pops himself out. So Gilpin takes fires back. Again, gets some nice more ride time. the fire on the third goes with the back again. But um yeah, he, he gets Gilpin for a little bit longer, but it's still a pretty quick escape from Gilpin. And so um, you know, I I, I you're just looking thinking, alright. I don't think this is gonna go any other way, and it didn't. Gilpin took older Fires back, racked up some nice ride time, and he wins with the Yeah. He wins with just having um the most amount of uh ride time, essentially, people. Right, so from there we go to a Joey Elsmore against a Nicholas Maximov. Maximov is always fun, and I have to say, every time I see it, I just think about the time he goes on the contender and fights and beats a goddamn was it is either heavyweight or a light heavyweight. Either way, super friggin' impressive. And um, yeah, hopefully he gets another opportunity. That's what I think. I'm hoping he gets another opportunity or just gets a call up. You know what I mean? But anyway, this is grappling people. So um Elsmore uh, like he comes out, he sits, but then he's like eh, you know what? No. Stands. We rinse and repeat that a couple of times and then this time he, he kind of commits to it Maximov comes in and he's looking for a position right looking for a position Elsmore's trying to trying to stop him Maximov grabs that neck and you think he's going for a das think he's going for a das but it looks like he doesn't have the grip quite there he he readjusts. Looks like he's going back for it, but oh man, just steps across and sinks in a Kamora. It's it's just like, oh shit, nice one, Maximoff. Nicely played, my man. Yeah, you know, he was uh yeah, pretty good. Liked it. You know what I mean? Definitely had me fooled people. And that is a very difficult thing to do. So the undercard is um, finished with a match between Benji Silver and Adam Smith. And um, yeah, this one, whew, Silver comes out like COVID, son. You know what I mean? He is all about getting on Smith. All about it, right? Paul's guard. Um, and he's really active from the bottom, really active from the bottom, right, Smith, Smith's very composed though, very composed, no one really is getting an advantage, no one's really getting an advantage, so Smith stands, um, stands and then he he closes in with silver. um, yeah, closes in, it it starts to get a little bit heated, Smith is a bit like, you poked me in the eye, motherfucker, right, it's definitely, and look, when you look at it, you can see it's not intentional, it's not intentional, but, yeah, it's heated, it's heated, right, Um. So they restart, Smith goes, um, goes down attacking the leg, goes down attacking, no, Silver goes down attacking the leg even, um, Smith is able to escape, but Silver goes back to it, you know, Smith at- escapes again, and um, yeah, they're, they're really going at it, man, it is fun as fuck, Fun as fuck, silver gets mount, but time expires. You're just like, oh man, jail. Give us more than five goddamn minutes, man. Give us more than five. I do think, right? If it looks like something is just about to get implemented, they can tag on an extra minute. That would be fun, right? I I, I think that could be a. I think that should be a rule. I don't know <laughs> But we go to extra time So um, Smith He comes out He takes a spider web And Bing bang bomb Grabs an armbar Grabs an armbar And yo This is very problematic Because you could see Silver Didn't know the rules Silver didn't know the rules, so didn't understand that you can you know what I mean? you can block the armbar. It's not here take my arm, it's just we're well, to start in a precocious situation. So he doesn't block properly, doesn't bring the other hand across and, and grip, right? So getting that armbar pretty simple. Pretty simple, and you know, so it means silver has like seconds, uh, there's seconds to try and get a submission, which ain't gonna happen, he goes with the spider web himself, but yeah, just way not enough time, not enough time, Smith walks away with the win, but I don't think these two are gonna be friends, just quite yet, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, fun, a lot of fun, and uh, we get to see what the main card is going to bring us, people. The main card, people, it starts off with a fight between Rafael Domingos and Andy Varela. So, this one starts off with a lot of hand fighting, you know. Um, neither uh, are wanting to give up the advantage. Right away, but in the end, Domingo goes down. Varala, he um slots into side control, looking for an arm, um, and looking at a reverse crucifix at one point, which you know thinking, oh, that's going to be interesting, but Dominguez is able to reserve reverse the position, and he stands back up. So, um, Varala, you know, he's uh trying to get back to a good position. He forces Domingos down and grabs the neck, but Domingos avoids again. Domingos um locks up with Varala, and this time, Varala gets on top, but it's done. Extra time, it is, people. So um Domingos goes first. He takes the back. Um. Now, it, it's you know, it's not it's not a bad attempt because he grabs a body triangle out the gate, out the gate, and you're like, oh, this could be problematic, man. But Varala does a very good job of um turning. Into Dominguez, and escaping, uh, all without giving up a lot of ride time, so yeah, definitely impressed, uh so Verala, he takes the back as well, also, he's able to lock up a body triangle, but yo, the speed in which he does body triangle, and arm underneath the neck, it's like simultaneously, Uh, Which left Domingo nothing but to tap. And it was very, very impressive. So, we then, people, we have a a very fun fight between Richie Martinez and Don Stoner. Like, I forgot this was on the card. So, yeah, super, super happy about this one. And, da, da, damn, Richie Martinez comes out with a fire in the belly, you know what I mean? Ain't about being the nice guy here, people, trust me. But, hey, not a bad thing, not a bad thing at all, because the performance we see from Richie Martinez picks up and kind of slams <laughs> Dud Stoner, you know. Yeah, because you're not, you're not really meant to slam But he does the thing, he does the thing Puts Stoner down Puts him down and takes the back Stoner is able to get back on the mat Gets back on the mat But Martinez is on top And he's not looking to reclinquish that, right? Has Stoner's neck And um, as Stoner is scrambling right, scrambling hard, you know, um, it's, it's not really enough, right, because Martinez is on that neck, he's not letting it go, he's like a motherfucking pitbull, you know what I mean, it's like a pitbull on that, people, he's got his bone and he ain't releasing, right, so, he gets the, um, He manages to get a tap With a Japanese necktie And I gotta say It was some slick ass Fucking move I mean I was Super impressed Right And as I said Richie Martinez was not Playing Don't know what it was Maybe he um, promised to read the kid A bedtime story and it was just like Alright fast work time (laughs) But, yeah, I definitely want to see Richie um, fight again next time out. Uh, so, then we go to Gillian Robertson, who was fighting Raquel Canuto. Um, this fight did not go. <laughs> it did not go how I thought it might, right? So, um, <clears throat> starts off with a little hand fighting for position and... Robinson just shoots quick shoots quick, quick and shoots early which I get I understand right um but Kanoto, she's she's got the neck got the neck for a guillotine and um because yeah Robinson didn't keep that neck protected like Wu told us yeahy you know I mean? so uh yeah, she's got the guillotine, but you're thinking, okay, it should be fine, right? It should be fine. But Kanutu, she um, she utilizes that high elbow, that high elbow, man. And Roberson, you know, she gets out of the guard, but it's just not enough because it's just that high elbow grip, man. It's just tight, and she has to tap. Kanuto comes out the gate blazing Comes out the gate blazing, people I think it's like 30 seconds And it is over So, super impressive, man Super impressive We then have the much-anticipated The much-anticipated clash between Jake Ellenberger and Carlos Condon all right, so uh, there's a feeling-out process. You know what I mean. Both have um, close calls for takedowns, but Condon he goes with a you know a Thai plum. Ellenberger's able to escape to a clinch, then a super smooth transition to Condon's back. Right, looks like he's getting a takedown. But Condon drops, rolls with the leg, has a heel hook, it is da da done. You know what I mean you're like, yo, Carlos Condon, slick motherfucker. You know what I mean? like, I ain't seen that kind of smooth ass, you know, jujitsu from Condon in a fight. In a long last time I can't remember the last time You know what I mean So that was unexpected You feel me But great You know what I mean It was fun So then it's the co-main event Right and we've got the tag tur- teams back again Right this time Well we had the reigning champions You know team sunshine Right Chris Laconi and Owen Papworth against Team Toro, Anthony Burchak and Dion Clash, so the belt is on the line. Who is gonna get it? And listen, last time out we saw a little. You know what I mean, we saw our 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 peoples just game planning, right, Team Chun had that game plan on lock, but, hey, it looked like Team Toro had a thing or two, right, so we started off with Clash and Linconi on the ground, Clash grabs Linconi, drags him over to his corner, Linconi's able to escape, right, and um, he goes over to Papworth. So Clash he he stays in super composed right doesn't a bite on any of Lanconi's like taunts and um comes back in right so yeah Lanconi jumps back in, taps Papworth, right? Um yeah, Clash grabs and drags him back over to corner again. Clash is on top for a little bit, you know what I mean, Um, he's on the leg, and oh my gosh, I wish these two dudes were mic'd up, because there was so much back and forth, and you, you heard a little bit, and it was funny, it was funny, it wasn't like the last fight, <laughs> not, not heated and crazy, but this was funny, man. But uh, yeah, ends up going to overtime Ends up going to overtime And, um, you know So now We've got a fresh Berchak in Which is an interesting It was an interesting play, you know So Papworth He takes the back Berchak, he spins But Papworth is able to um, Yeah, he, he's able to do a good job of blocking the spin um, Eventually though Burchak is able to finish And escape Burchak goes with a spider web um, Yeah he's, he's very patient He's letting Papworth Drain his energy Right Before he makes his move Right Goes to extend the arm but Papworth is able to get it loose and escape. Right. So then we have um, Papworth back on the back. Again, able to stop Birchak spinning all the way through. Holds him for a bit. But Birchak eventually able to finish and escape. Birchak again goes with the spider web, And again, he's letting Pap you know, struggle for a bit, he then extends the arm, but Papworth stacks him up, and he's able to escape, right, Papworth on the back, and it's a bit of a rinse and repeat, Burchak does rotate faster, though, this time, right, so, now, check is spiderwebbed again and again let Papworth make his struggle make his move right this time Burchek is able to step um yeah he, he he's he's able to uh stop Papworth making a full transition and uh yeah he gets to tap this time Burcek Gets to tap. Which means. And new people. And new. Because Team Sunshine were winning. On ride time. But uh, yeah. Paps tapped. Ah, so this is fun. I mean it was a fun ass match man. But we are now. At the main event. The absolute belt is on the line. And we get to see. Can Kyle, Ch- Kyle. Chambers. Stop Mason Fowler. Hmm. So they tie up. Chambers, you know, he tries a roll for the leg. Fowler, he avoids it. Chambers, he sits, um, tries for a leg again, and then they stand. Like Fowler is, you know, he is doing a very good job of uh, stifling shit. Right, he picks up uh, Chambers, slams, passes to north-south, and he's looking for, um, yeah, looking for an arm, right? Um, yeah, looking for an arm, doesn't get, Chambers escapes. Fowler, he's heavy on top, heavy on top, really stifling Chambers, you know, but Chambers is showing some good defense. Fowler though makes a quick transition to the back, like quick. It was impressive. So he's on the back. Body triangle, pow. And man, like he got the arm under that chin. Like, what are you doing? Like, huh? It was crazy. It's crazy. Got that arm underneath the chin. And um, yeah, Chambers has to tap. Super, super impressed Man, I, you know what I mean, to be honest I thought that um, Chambers might stand a chance Because of his flexibility and unorthodox approach But Fowler, he weren't playing, man Fowler weren't playing So, we'll see who's next Now, Cheryl announces a tournament so we get to see that, but Fowler calls for Andy Smith, so I don't know man, does Fowler get a chance to get a month off or will he fight, oh, cannot wait for, you know I mean, Submission Underground 24 people, oh, looking forward to it, but this was a fun way to end the weekend. Okay, people, we've reached the time, so let's take a look and see what fight have been announced. Alright, so a couple of Bellator Bella encounters. Kyle Crutchmore will be fighting Levon uh, Chuck Hickley. At Bellator 260 On the 11th of June And on that same card Aaron Pico is fighting Aiden Lee So uh, yeah Bellator 260 That's coming together Now over to the UFC Alessi DeChirio is unfortunately Out of his fight with Roman Dollazed But um, Dollar Z is all cool He's locked in Because Loreno Staropoli Has stepped in to fight him On the 5th of June Also on the 5th of June uh, Matty Patoli is out of his fight With Dusko Torovic. But Again, Torovic stays on the card because Gregory Rodriguez is stepping in on short notice. We then jump to the 26th of June. And Nicholas Dolby will be fighting Sergei Kandozak. Um, The 10th of July card is just getting Fatter and fatter UFC 264 People Oh my god Two big fights Ryan Hall finally got a fight He's going to be fighting Ilya Tapora And Sean Brady The undefeated Sean Brady Is going to be fighting Kevin Lee Back from injury So Two great fights on that already. Hench as hell card. Man, that card better go see your sada, you feel me? Alright, so on the 24th of July, Anthony Hernandez is out of his fight with um Panal Sonano, but Brendan Allen is stepping in to fill the void. The following week, on the 31st of July, we've got a cup. Well, we've got three fights actually. Um, Kyan Ho Kang will be fighting uh, Rani Yaya. uh, Do Ho Choi is also fighting uh, Danny Chavez. And uh, Monia Lazes will be fighting at Nicholas Stolls. So, uh, yes, there's a very good fight. The following week on the 7th of August, which is UFC 265, Victoria Leonardo will be going at it with Melissa Gatto. Um, also on that card This one Oh my days people Jose Aldo Is fighting Pedro Munez Yes <laughs> Then the following week Talia Santos Will be fighting Mandy Boom. That's on the 14th of August Also um, Another two fights on that card Dolce Lumbago is fighting Marc-Andre Barriot and Larona Murphy will be throwing down with Charles Jordan very good fights the following week on the 21st of August Ramiz Barajar is fighting Sasha palatrakov and let's end with this one Uris Medek is fighting jaylon turner ufc 266 september the 4th people some great fights are looking forward to and um we will be back on friday to uh yeah look at all the news and what not happening in MMA. so see you on friday people